0: Act Two of The Birth of Merlin The Child Hath Found His Father by William Shakespeare and William Rowley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Actus Two, Scene One A Forest. Enter Clown and His Sister, Great with Child.
1: Away, follow me no further. I am none of thy brother. What, with child, great with child, and knows not who's the father-aunt? I am ashamed to call thee sister.
2: Believe me, brother, he was a gentleman.
1: Nay, I believe that. He gives arms and legs, too. "'and has made you the herald to blaze them. "'But Joan, Joan, Sister Joan, "'can you tell me his name that did it? "'How shall we call my cousin, your bastard, when we have it?' "'Alas, I know
2: not the gentleman's name, brother. "'I met him in these woods, the last great hunting. "'He was so kind and profited me so much.' as I had not the heart to ask him more.
1: Not his name? Why, this shows your country breeding now. Had you been brought up in the city, you'd have got a father first and a child afterwards. Hast thou no marks to know him by? He had most rich attire,
2: a fair hat and feather, a gilt sword. And most excellent hangers.
1: Pox on his hangers. Would he have been guilt for his labor?
2: Had you but heard him swear, you would have thought—
1: I, as you did. Swearing and lying goes together still. Did his oaths get you with child? We shall have a roaring boy then, ye faith. Well, sister, I must leave you.
2: Dear brother, stay. Help me to find him out. I'll ask no further.
1: Sifut, who should I find? Who should I ask for?
2: Alas, I know not. He uses in these woods, and these are witness of his oath and promise.
1: We are like to have a hot suit on. We're not best witnesses but a knight of the post. Do but inquire this forest.
2: I'll go with you. Some happy fate may guide us till we meet
1: him. Meet him? And what name shall we have for him when we meet him? foot. Thou neither knowest him nor canst tell what to call him. Was ever man tried with such a business to have a sister got with child and not know who did it? well you shall see him i'll do my best for you i'll make proclamation if these woods and trees as you say will bear any witness let them answer oh yes if there be any man that wants a name will come in for conscience sake and acknowledge himself to be a whore master He shall have that laid to his charge in an hour. He shall not be rid on in an age. If he have lands, he shall have an heir. If he have patience, he shall have a wife. If he has neither lands nor patience, he shall have a whore. So ho, boy, so ho, so, so. Prince Uter, Within so-ho, boy, so-ho, so-so. Hark, hark, sister. There's one hollows to us. What a wicked world's this. A man cannot so soon name a hole, but a knave comes presently. And see where he is? Stand close a while, sister.
3: Enter Prince Uter. How like a voice that echoes spake. But, oh, my thoughts are lost forever in amazement. Could I but meet a man to tell her beauties these trees would bend their tops to kiss the air that from my lips should give her praises up?
1: He talks of a woman, sister. This may be he, brother. View him well. You see, he has a fair sword, but his hangers are fallen.
3: Here did I see her first. Here view her beauty. Oh, had I known her name, I had been happy.
1: Sister, this is he, sure. He knows not thy name neither. A couple of wise fools, ye faith, to get children and not know one another.
3: You weeping leaves, upon whose tender cheeks doth stand a flood of tears at my complaint, who heard my vows and oaths.
1: Law, law. "'He has been a great swearer, too. "'Tis he, sister.'
3: "'For having overtook her, "'as I have seen a forward bloodhound "'strip the swifter of the cry, "'ready to seize his wished hopes, "'upon the sudden view, "'struck with astonishment at his arrived prey, "'instead of seizure, stands at fearful bay. "'Or like to marry a soldier's, "'who, o'ertook the eyesight-killing Gorgon, "'at one look, made everlasting stand.' So feared my power, whose cloud aspired the sun, dissolved a shower, Pygmalion. Then I tasted thy sad fate, whose ivory picture and my fair were one. Our dotage past imagination, I saw and felt desire.
1: POXA, your fingering, did he feel, sister?
3: But enjoyed not. O oh, fate, thou hadst thy days and nights to feed on calm affection one poor sight was all converts my pleasure to perpetual thrall embracing thine thou lostest breath and desire so i relating mine will here expire for here i vow to you mournful plants who were the first made happy by her fame never to part hence till i know her name
1: give me thy hand sister the child has found his father this is he, sure, as I am a man. Had I been a woman, these kind words would have won me. I should have had a great belly, too, that's certain. Well, I'll speak to him. Most honest and fleshly-minded gentleman, give me your hand, sir. Huh.
3: What art thou, that thus rude and boldly darest take notice of a wretch so much allied to misery as I am?
1: Nay, sir, for our alliance. I shall be found to be a poor brother-in-law of your worships. The gentlewoman you spake on is my sister. You see what a clue she spreads. Her name is Joan it. I am her elder. But she has been at it before me, tis a woman's fault. Box of this bashfulness. Come forward, Jug, Prethink. speak to him.
3: Have you ever seen me, lady?
1: Seen ye? <laughs> it seems she has felt you, too. Here's a young go-to-it a-comin', sir. She is my sister. We all love to go-to-it, as well as your worship. She is a maid yet, but you may make her a wife when you please, sir.
3: I am amazed with wonder. Tell me, woman, what sin have you committed worthy this?
2: Do you not know me, sir?
3: Know thee? As I do thunder, hell, and mischief, witch, scullion, hag.
1: I see he will marry her. He speaks so like a husband.
3: Death. I will cut their tongues out for this blasphemy. Strumpet, villain, where have you ever seen me?
1: Speak for yourself, with a pox to ye.
3: Slaves, I'll make you curse yourselves for this temptation.
1: Oh, sir, if ever you did
2: speak to me, it was in smoother phrase, in fairer language.
3: Lightning consume (laughs) me if I ever saw thee. "'My rage o'erflows my body, all patience flies me!' Beats her.
1: "'Hold. I beseech you, sir. I have nothing to say to you.' "'Help! Help! Murder!
0: Murder!' Enter toclio
4: and Oswald.
5: "'Make haste, sir. This way the sound came. It was at the wood.'
4: "'See where she is, and the prince, the price of all our
1: wishes.' "'The prince, you say?' HE'S MADE A POOR SUBJECT OF ME, I AM SURE.
5: SWEET PRINCE, NOBLE Uter, SPEAK, HOW FAIR YOU, SIR.
4: DEAR SIR, RECALL YOURSELF. YOUR FEARFUL ABSENCE HATH WON TOO MUCH ALREADY ON THE GRIEF OF OUR SAD KING, FROM WHOM OUR LABOURING SEARCH HATH HAD THIS FAIR SUCCESS IN MEETING YOU.
5: HIS SILENCE AND HIS LOOKS ARGUE DISTRACTION.
1: NAY, HE'S MAD, SURE. He will not acknowledge my sister, nor the child, neither.
4: Let us entreat your grace along with us. Your sight will bring new life to the king, your brother.
5: Will you go, sir?
3: Yes. Any weather, guide me, all's hell I see. Man may change air, but not his misery. Exit Prince, Taclio.
2: Lend me one word with you, sir.
1: Well said, sister. He has a feather. "'And fair hangers, too. "'This may be he.' "'What would you, fair one?'
2: "'Sure, I have seen you in these woods, ere this.
4: "'Trust me, never. "'I never saw this place till at this time my friend conducted me.'
2: "'Demorse <sighs> my sorrow, then.'
4: "'Would I could comfort you. "'I am a bachelor, but it seems you have a husband. "'You have been foully o'ershot else.'
1: "'A woman's fault.' We are all subject to go to it, sir.
5: Enter toclio Oswald, away. The prince will not stir a foot without you. I am coming. Farewell, woman. Prithee, make haste. Exit Oswald.
2: Good sir, but one word with you ere you leave us.
5: With me, fair soul?
1: She'll have a fling at him, too. The child must have a father.
2: Have you never seen me, sir?
1: Seen thee?
5: Sfoot, I have seen many fair faces in my time. Prithee, look up, and do not weep so. Sure, pretty wanton, I have seen this face before.
2: It is enough, though you never see me more.
5: <sighs> Sinks down. Sfoot, she's fallen. This place is enchanted. Sure, look to the woman, fellow. Exit.
1: Oh, she's dead, she's dead. As you are a man, stay and help, sir. Joan, Joan, Sister Joan. Why, Joan, go to it, I say. Will you cast away yourself and your child and me too? What do you mean, sister? Oh, give me pardon,
2: sir. "'Twas too much joy oppressed my loving thoughts. "'I know you were too noble to deny me. (gasps) "'Where is he?'
1: "'Who, the gentleman? "'He's gone, sister.' "'Oh,
2: I am undone, then. "'Run, tell him I did but faint for joy. "'Dear brother Haste, why dost thou stay? "'Oh, never cease till he give answer to thee.'
1: "'He? "'Which he?' What do you call him, Troll?
2: Unnatural, brother. Show me the path he took. Why dost thou dally? Speak, oh, which way went he?
1: This way, that way, through the bushes there.
2: Oh, worry through fire. The journey's easy, winged with sweet desire.
1: Exit. Hey, day, there's some hope of this yet. I'll follow her for kindred's sake. If she miss of her purpose now, she'll challenge all she finds, I see. For if ever we meet with a two-legged creature in the whole kingdom, the child shall have a father, that's certain. Exit
0: Scene Two An antechamber at the British Court Loud music Enter two with the sword and mace. Cater Edwin, two bishops, Aurelius, Astorius, leading Artesia, crowned, Constantia, Modestia, Octa, Proximus, a magician, Donobert, Gloucester, Oswald, Tocleo, all pass over the stage, Manet, Donobert, Gloucester, Edwin, Cater.
6: Come, Gloucester, I do not like this hasty marriage.
7: She was quickly wooed and won. Not six days since arrived an enemy to sue for peace, and now crowned Queen of Britain. This is strange.
6: Her brother, too, made as quick speed in coming, leaving his Saxons and his starved troops to take the advantage whilst was offered. For heaven, I fear the king's too credulous, Our army is discharged, too.
7: Yes, and our general commanded home, son Edwin. Have you seen him since? He's come to court, but will not view the
4: presence, nor speak unto the king. He's so discontent at this so strange alliance with the Saxon as nothing can persuade his patience. You know his humour will
6: endure no check. No, if the king oppose it, all crosses feeds both his spleen and his impatience. Those affections are in him like powder, apt to inflame with every little spark, and blow up all his reason.
7: Edel of Chester is a noble soldier.
6: So is he by the rude ever most faithful to the king and kingdom, however his passions guide him.
0: Enter Edel with captains.
7: See where he comes, my lord. Welcome Welcome to to the court. court, brave Earl. Do not deceive me by your flatteries is not the saxon here the league confirmed the marriage ratified the court divided with pagan infidels the least part christians at least to their commands oh the gods it is a thought that takes away my sleep and dulls my senses so i scarcely know you prepare my horses i'll away to chester
6: what shall we do with our companies
7: my lord keep them at home to increase cuckolds and get some cases for your captainships smooth up your brows the wars have spoiled your faces and few will now regard you preserve your patience sir preserve your honours lords your country's safety your lives and lands from strangers What black devil could so bewitch the king so to discharge a royal army in the height of conquest? Nay, even already made victorious to give such credit to an enemy, a starved foe, a straggling fugitive, beaten beneath our feet, so low-dejected, so servile, and so base, as hope of life had won them all to leave the land for ever? It was the king's will. It was your want of wisdom that should have laid before his tender youth the dangers of a state, where foreign powers bandy for sovereignty with lawful kings, who, being settled once to assure themselves, will never fall to seek the blood and life of all competitors. Your words sound well,
6: my lord, and point at safety, both for the realm and us. But why did you, within whose power it lay as general, with full commission to dispose the war, Lend ear to parley with the weakened foe. Oh, the good gods. And on that parley came this
7: embassy. You will hear me.
4: Your letters us declare it to the king, both of the peace and of conditions brought by the Saxon lady, whose fond love has thus bewitched him.
7: I will curse you all as black as hell unless you hear me. Your gross mistake would make wisdom herself run madding through the streets and quarrel with her shadow. Death! Why killed ye not that woman? Oh, my lord! The great devil take me quick, had I been by, and all the women of the world were barren, she should have died, ere he had married her on these conditions. It is not reason that directs you thus. Then have I none, for all I have directs me. Never was man so Palpably abused, so basely martyred, bought and sold to scorn, My honour, fame, and hopeful victories, the loss of time, Expenses, blood, and fortunes, all vanished into nothing.
4: This rage is vain, my lord. What the king does, nor they, nor you can help.
7: My sword must fail me, then. Against whom will you expose it? What's that to you? Against all the devils in hell to guard my country. These are airy words. Sir, you tread too hard upon my patience.
4: I speak the duty of a subject's faith, and say again, Had you been here in presence, what the king did, you had not dared to cross it.
7: I will trample on his life and soul that says it. My lord, come, come. Now before heaven. Dear sir. Not dare thou liest beneath thy lungs. No more, son Edwin. I have done, sir i take my leave but thou shalt not you shall take no leave of me sir for wisdom's sake my lord sir i leave him and you and all of you the court and king and let my sword and friends shuffle for edol's safety Stay you here, and hug the Saxons till they cut your throats, or bring the land to servile slavery. Such yokes and baseness Chester must not suffer. Go, and repent betimes these foul misdeeds, for in this league all our whole kingdom bleeds, which I'll prevent or perish.
0: Exit Edel, Captains. See
7: how his rage transports him.
6: These passions set apart... A braver soldier breathes not in the world this day. I wish his own worth do not court his ruin. The king must rule, and we must learn to obey. True virtue still directs the noble way.
0: Scene 3 Hall of State in the Palace Loud music Enter Aurelius, Artesia, Astorius, Octa, Proximus, Tocleo, Oswald, Hermit.
8: Why is the court so dull? Methinks each room and angle of our palace should appear stuck full of objects fit for mirth and triumphs to show our high content. Oswald, fill wine. Must we begin the revels? Be it so, then. Reach me the cup. I'll now begin a health to our loved queen, the bright Artesia. The royal Saxon king, our warlike brother, Go and command all the whole court to pledge it. Fill to the hermit there, most reverend Anselm. We'll do thee honor first to pledge my queen.
9: I drink no healths, great king, and if I did, I would be loath to part with health to those that have no power to give it back again.
8: Mistake not. It is the argument of love and duty to our queen and us.
10: But he owes none, it seems.
9: I do to virtue, madam. Temperate minds covets that health to drink which nature gives in every spring to man he that doth hold his body but a tenement at will bestows no cost but to repair what's ill yet if your healths or heat of wine fair princes could this old frame or these crazed limbs restore or keep out death or sickness then fill more i'll make fresh way for appetite if no on such a prodigal, who would wealth bestow?
11: He speaks not like a guest to grace a wedding.
0: Enter toclio
10: No, sir, but like an envious impostor,
0: A Christian slave, a cynic.
10: What
11: virtue could decline your kingly spirit to such respect of him, whose magic spells met with your vanquished troops? AND TURNED YOUR ARMS TO THAT NECESSITY OF FIGHT, WHICH THROUGH DESPAIR OF ANY HOPE TO STAND BUT BY HIS CHARMS, HAD BEEN DEFEATED IN A BLOODY CONQUEST.
3: T'was magic, hell-bred magic, did it, sir, and that's a course, my lord, which we esteem, in all our Saxon wars unto the last and lowest ebb of servile treachery.
8: Sure you are deceived. It was the hand of heaven that in his virtue gave us victory. Is there a power in man that can strike fear through a general camp or create spirits in requiem bosoms above present sense?
11: To blind the sense there may, with apparition of well-armed troops, within themselves are air, formed into human shapes, and such that day were by that sorcerer raised to cross our fortunes.
8: There is a law tells us that words want force to make deeds void. Examples must be shown by instances alike ere I believe it.
11: "'Tis easily performed, believe me, sir. Propose your own desires, and give but way to what our magic here shall straight perform, and then let his or our deserts be censured.
8: "'We could not wish a greater happiness than what this satisfaction brings with it. Let him proceed, fair brother.
11: "'He shall, sir. Come, learned Proximus, this task be thine.' let thy great charms confound the opinion this christian by his spells hath falsely won
12: great king propound your wishes then what persons of what state what numbers or how armed please your own thoughts Hmm? they shall appear before you
8: strange art what thinks thou reverend hermit
9: let him go on sir
8: wilt thou behold his cunning
9: Right gladly, sir, it would be my joy to tell that I was here to laugh at him and hell.
8: I like thy confidence. His saucy
10: impudence proceed to the trial.
9: Speak your desires, my lord,
12: and be it placed in any angle under the moon, the center of the earth, the sea, the air, the region of the fire, nay, hell itself, and I'll present it.
8: We'll have no sight so fearful, only this, if all thy art can reach it, show me here the two great champions of the Trojan War, Achilles and brave Hector, our great ancestor, both in their warlike habits. Armor, shield, and weapons, then in use for fight. Tis done,
12: my lord. Command a halt in silence, as each man will respect his life or danger. Amel, plesketh.
0: Enter spirits. Quid Quid Attend me.
8: The apparition comes. On our displeasure, let all keep place and silence.
0: Within, drums beat marches. Enter Proximus, bringing in Hector, attired and armed after the Trojan manner, with target, sword, and battle axe, a trumpet before him, and a spirit in flame colors with a torch. At the other door, Achilles with his spear and falchion a trumpet, and a spirit in black before him. Trumpets sound alarm, and they manage their weapons to begin the fight, and after some charges the hermit steps between them, at which, seeming amazed, the spirits tremble. Thunder within.
12: What means this day, bright Armel Plesgith? Why fear you and fall back? Renew the alarms and enforce the combat. Or hell or darkness circles you for ever.
2: We dare not. Ha!
13: Our charms are all dissolved,
9: Armel away. away. 'Tis worse than hell to us whilst here we stay.
0: Exit spirits.
9: What? At a nonplus, sir? Command them back for shame.
0: What power my spells?
12: Return you hell hounds, Armel, Blesgith, double damnation! Sound you. By all the infernal powers, the prince of devils is in the hermit's habit. What else could force my spirits quake or tremble thus?
9: Weak argument to hide your want of skill. Does the devil fear the devil or war with hell? They have not been acquainted long, it seems. No, misbelieving pagan, even that power that overthrew your forces still lets you see he only can control both hell and thee
12: disgrace and mischief i'll enforce new charms new spells and spirits raised from the low abyss of hell's
8: unbottomed depths we have enough sir give o'er your charms we'll find some other time to praise your art i dare not but acknowledge that heavenly power my heart stands witness to be not dismayed my lords at this disaster nor thou my fairest queen Will change the scene to some more pleasing sports. Lead to your chamber. Howe'er in this thy pleasures find a cross, our joy's too fixed here to suffer loss.
5: Which I shall add to, sir, with news I bring. The prince, your brother, lives. Ha! And comes to grace this high and heaven knit marriage.
8: Why dost thou flatter me to make me think such happiness attends me?
0: Enter Prince Uter and Oswald.
5: His presence speaks my
8: truth, sir. Force me, tis he. Look,
7: Gloucester. A blessing beyond hope, sir.
8: Ha, tis he. Welcome, my second comfort. Artesia, dearest love, it is my brother, my princely brother, all my kingdom's hope. Oh, give him welcome, as thou lovest my health.
10: You have so free a welcome, sir, from me. Has this your presence has such power? I swear, o'er me, a stranger, that I must forget my country, name and friends, and count this place my joy and birthright.
3: Tis she, tis she, I swear. O ye good gods, tis she, that face within these woods, where first I saw her, captive my senses, and thus many months barred me from all society of men. How came she to this place, brother Aurelius?' Speak that angel's name, her heaven-blessed name. Oh, speak it quickly, sir.
8: It is Artesia, the royal Saxon princess. A woman,
3: and no deity, no feigned shape, to mock the reason of admiring sense, on whom a hope as low as mine may live, love and enjoy. Dear brother, may it not?
8: She is all the good or virtue thou canst name, my wife, my queen.
3: Ha! Your wife?
10: Which you shall find, sir, if that time and fortune may make my love but worthy of your trial.
3: Oh.
8: What troubles you, dear brother? Why, with so strange and fixed an eye, dost thou behold my joys?
10: You are not well, sir.
3: Yes, yes. Oh, you immortal powers. Why has poor man so many entrances for sorrow to creep in at, when our sense is much too weak to hold his happiness? Oh, say I was born deaf, and let your silence confirm in me the knowing my defect. At least be charitable to conceal my sin, for hearing is no less in me, dear brother.
8: No more. I see thou art a rival in the joys of my high bliss. Come, my artesia. The days most praised when tis eclipsed by night. Great good must have as great ill opposite.
3: Stay, hear but a word. Yet now I think on it, this is your wedding night. And were it mine I should be angry with least loss of time.
10: Envy speaks no such words, has no such looks.
3: Sweet rest unto you both.
8: Lights to our nuptial chamber.
10: Could you speak so? I would not fear how much my grief
8: did grow. Lights to our chamber, on, on, set on.
0: Exeunt.
3: Manet Prince. Could you speak so? I would not fear how much my griefs did grow. Those were her very words. Sure, I am waking. She wrung me by the hand and spake them to me. With a passionate affection. Perhaps she loves me, and now repents her choice in marriage with my brother. O fond man, how darest thou trust thy traitor's thoughts, thus to betray thyself? Twas but a waking dream, wherein thou madest thy wishes speak, not her, in which thy foolish hope strives to prolong a wretched being. So sickly children play with health-loved toys, which for a time delay, but do not cure the fit. Be then a man, meet that destruction which thou canst not flee. From not to live, make it thy best to die, and call her now, whom thou didst hope to wed, thy brother's wife. Thou art too near a kin, and such an act above all names a sin not to be blotted out. Heaven pardon me. She's banished from my bosom now forever. To lowest ebbs men justly hope a flood. When vice grows barren, all desires are good. Enter waiting gentlewoman with a jewel.
13: The noble prince, I take it, sir.
3: You speak me what I should be, lady.
13: No, by that name, sir, Queen Artesia greets you.
3: Alas, good virtue, how is she mistaken?
13: Commending her affection in this jewel, sir.
3: She binds my service to her. Huh. A jewel. Tis a fair one, trust me, and methinks it much resembles something I have seen with her.
13: It is an artificial crab, sir.
3: A creature that goes backward.
13: True, from the way it looks.
3: There is no moral in it alludes to herself.
13: Tis your construction gives you that, sir. She's a woman.
3: And like this may use her legs and eyes, to several ways.
13: Just like the sea crab which on the muscle prays while he builds at a stone.
3: Pretty in truth. Prithee, tell me, art thou honest?
13: I hope I seem no other, sir.
3: And those that seem so are sometimes bad enough?
13: If they will accuse themselves for want of witness, let them. I am not so foolish.
3: I see thou art wise. Come, speak me truly. What is the greatest sin?
13: That which man never acted. What has been done is at the least common to all as one.
3: Dost think thy lady is of thy opinion?
13: She's a bad scholar else. I have brought her up, and she dares owe me still.
3: Ay, a fault in greatness they dare owe. Many ere they pay one. But darest thou expose thy scholar to my examining?
13: Yes, in good troth, sir, and pray put her to it, too. Tis a hard lesson if she answer it not.
3: Thou knowest the hardest.
13: As far as a woman may, sir.
3: I commend thy plainness. When wilt thou bring me to thy lady?
13: Next opportunity I attend you, sir.
3: Thanks. Take this, and commend me to
13: her. Think of your sea crab, sir, I pray.
3: Exit. Oh, by any means, lady, what should all this tend to? If it be love or lust that thus incites her... The sin is horrid and incestuous. If to betray my life, what hopes she by it? Yes, it may be a practice twixt themselves to expel the Britains and insure the state through our destructions. All this may be valid with a deeper reach in villainy than all my thoughts can guess at. However, I will confer with her. And if I find lust hath given life to envy in her mind i may prevent the danger so men wise by the same step by which they fell may rise vices are virtues if so thought and seen and trees with fallest roots branch soonest green exit end of act 2